Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news of the day in the world of entertainment and pop culture. So movies, TV shows, sometimes video games, and very, very occasionally I will also talk about comic books. I am Edward Lauder. I am the editor-in-chief of Small Screen. I'm the guy that started it all, and um, I just like chatting about uh, pop culture, movies, and TV shows in particular. Um, And tonight, today's uh, show is going to be slightly different, because um, today we're going to be talking, well, it won't be different, but it'll be kind of... I think a bit more interesting because um, we're going to be talking about one of what I believe to be the biggest news stories that's kind of broken, let's say, in the last couple of months, and that's James Bond and who's going to be playing James Bond after Daniel Craig. So it had been revealed by, or supposedly re- revealed by a um, a scooper called the Vulcan Reporter, um, who said that Tom Hardy was going to be the next James Bond. And this caused, well, it didn't cause anything, but um, people ran with it. Um, it got a lot of traction online, uh, which was kind of unusual because um, I, I know the um, the Vulcan reporter, the the blog, and I know who who's behind it. And their sources tend to be quite good. They've broken some things in the past that have it's proven to be correct. But um, this one is kind of weird because <laughs> it really came out of nowhere. But today, um, kind of, that we were talking about it again. People were talking about it in the news, and the producer, the James Bond producer, Barbara Broccoli, kind of said that the next actor to play James Bond doesn't have to be a white man. And that, for me um, personally, I think that's that's great to hear because it doesn't need to be a white man. Now, Barbara Broccoli in the past has been very adamant that the next um, actor to play James Bond will be a man. Um, but it won't be a white man. She was actually more interested in making more female, kind of original female roles in the Bond universe, but not specifically making James Bond a woman. Whereas, as far as James Bond's concerned, the actual character, why not? Why why not make it make him um, of different ethnicity? Why not make him black? Why not make him Asian? There are a lot of actors out there that would make for a very, very interesting James Bond and not all of them are white men. Not all of them are British. Some of them are American. Some of them are Australian. We've had Australian James Bonds in the past. We've had George Lazenby play James Bond. The very first Bond of all time, Sean Connery was Scottish. And if you rewatch those movies, <coughs> excuse me, if you rewatch those movies, his accent is very, very Scottish. He didn't try to change it. We've had Irish Bonds in the past. We've So <coughs> it's kind of... It's constantly changing, but it's always kind of been British and it's always been white. So um, let's just go over what she actually said. This is uh, actually on Total Film. And uh, so she said, I always say you can only be in love with one person at a time. Once the films come out, then some time will pass and then we'll have to get onto the business of the future. But for now, we just cannot think about anything beyond Daniel. It will have to be reimagined in the way that <clears throat> in the way that each actor has reimagined the role. That's what's so exciting and fun about this franchise. The character evolves. Eventually, we will then have to think about it. We'll find the right person. And then she said, he doesn't need to be a white man, not as far as I'm concerned. And uh, 
I like I really I really like hearing her say that because it means they're starting to think outside the box. So a lot of people, of course, have been talking about um, <laughs> probably the most famous name involved in all of this is uh, <coughs> is Idris Elba, and um, Idris Elba is someone that you kind of go, yeah, that that makes that makes sense. But the problem is he's now a bit too old. I'm I'm actually blanking on how old he is. Uh, he's only a couple years younger than than Daniel Craig, and uh, if if he were to be cast as Bond. Then, but if he were to be cast as Bond, the problem would be you'd only have him for potentially one, maybe two movies. And that's not really something that you want. You want to cast somebody that will be in the role for a, a relatively long time. I mean, Daniel Craig, what, this is his fifth Bond movie? Wait, he did Casino Royale, he did Quantum of Solace, he then did uh, Skyfall, Spectre, and now No Time to Die. So yeah, it's his fifth uh, James Bond movie. That's, that's a long time to be playing Bond. And they, they kind of want someone who could do the same thing. He could be around for as long as he has as, as he has been. Also, they want someone that can be in, as invested in the role as Daniel Craig has been over the years. Say what you will about Daniel Craig as James Bond. The guy really, really cares about the franchise. He's a producer uh, of these movies. And um, without him, I don't think the Bond franchise would be where it is today. Where it's actually seen by many as the... Sa- like It was seen by many as the potential savior of cinema. Um, especially of cinemas um, in England, especially they're really, really banking on that movie. It being pushed to twenty twenty one was a massive blow, and is part of the reason why many movies in the UK decided to just well shut down until further notice. So there are lots and lots and lots of actors out there that could play this role. Um, everyone is claiming that so and so has been cast. You know. You got Tom Hardy there. You've got Richard Madden. I'm, I mean, so many. The, but the the one thing that seems to be the same with all of these actors is they are all white and British. So hopefully that that won't be the case moving forward. Maybe maybe we'll have something slightly different. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you think should play Bond next in the comments below. That'd be interesting to know. And uh, and let's move on. <coughs> God, this thing's not going away. So moving on and. Uh, We've had some really interesting developments regarding Spider-Man 3. (laughs) So I've actually spoken about this at kind of great length on the site. Um, We we posted some articles about Sir Andrew Garfield uh, signing on to start in a future Spider-Man movie, not Spider-Man 3, and then Tobey Maguire as well. We were I've spoken about this before. I mean, this kind of scooping game is not really. It's, it's kind of turning a bit ugly at the moment because there are certain people that are being very, very vocal online. I'm not going to name names, but it's quite funny actually to watch it. But um, basically what happened was uh, that ET Canada, they went directly to Sony Pictures and asked them if there was any uh, if there was any kind of truth in these claims that uh, that. <laughs> Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to star in Spider-Man 3. And they actually, a representative actually got back to them, which is uh, is rather unusual. Um, I am emailing people uh, all day, every day from different movie studios, and, and you very rarely get anything back from people. Um, but apparently they got something back, and um, they said that those rumors... Uh, those rumored castings are not confirmed. I will show the article here. This is the article on small screen. 
So you can see here, not confirmed. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to happen. But let's kind of get away from that. Basically, what what I was told today by uh, multiple people is that actually, no, they're not going to be in Spider-Man 3. That was never the case. That was never going to happen. So what we were actually told is that they're going to be in future Spider-Man projects. But this this whole thing is like... You get told these things and then you really have to vet them. I keep on saying this every night, but it's like, you've got to be really sure. You can't just, I, I, I mean, I get told things, ridiculous things by tippers, tipsters all the time, by supposed insider sources. And they're just, they're just bonkers. The, the, the idea that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield would be in Spider-Man 3 is just ridiculous. It's, absolute, it's absolutely ridiculous. Because that movie would be just jam-packed full of people. And then you've got, like, a, you'll have a ridiculous plot that won't make any sense. It's, it's a, a well-known fact that more characters does not make a better film. We've seen it in the past with these comic book movies. So why are people so adamant that they're going to be in Spider-Man 3? The, the movie is filming right now. And it's one of those things that is just like, it just doesn't make any sense. You've already got Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange in this movie. You've already got Jamie Foxx's Electro. You've already got Tom Holland's Spider-Man. You know, after a while, it just kind of gets too much if you're going to add Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire into this movie. What we were told, and actually I'll... I'll um, I actually, every time um, I get a source like this, I do ask if I can direct quote them because it does um, make it a bit easier. But um, basically what they said was, I'll put it up on this, on, on here. No, neither Garfield nor Maguire have ever been in discussions regarding Spider-Man 3. That's what one source told me. And then a second source said, um, it was never Spider-Man 3 they're in talks for. It's a future Spider-Man movie that they've signed on to. And then a third person said that Maguire and Garfield have signed, on, uh, signed a multiple picture deal with Sony Pictures, which will start with a Spider-Verse uh, live action movie. There are never talks for Spider-Man 3. Again, I mean, I, li I like to put the quotes there, but I, I really do, I mean, I do trust uh, a lot of my sources. The ones that I actually run, I do trust them. But the, the thing is, there are some, there are some people that, there that just want to get stuff like this out and they're, fan, they're fans of, of the movies, of, of their Marvel fans or comic book movie fans, and they just want to talk. Uh, the thing is, the ones that I... Um, that I do run with are the ones that I can vet. So the ones that I know are actually in the business, in the industry, working for the companies they say they work for, which is something that you always have to um, look at. Otherwise, anyone can tell you something and you can run with it. And it's just, it gets, it gets silly after a while. But what I do want to say is that every single exclusive that, that we posted, I mean, I, ca I call them exclusives because that's technically what they are. Um, but the ones that we that that I, that I post are the ones by sources that I trust, and also every single article we posted about um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in talks was re um, relating to a future Spider-Man movie that would kind of almost act like an Avengers um, Spider-Man film, where you have different versions of Peter Parker from the Spider-Verse, uh, potentially even uh, Tom Hardy and Jared Leto's characters all fighting it to actually apparently, I mean, not not all, all being involved in one movie together. And that, that was the idea and that, that's the kind of end goal for 
this kind of Sony Pictures Spider-Verse, let's call it. But I mean, let me know, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. If you think this is a good idea, if you think, what do you think about everything that's been going on regarding Spider-Man 3, all the news that's out there at the moment uh, by different, from different blogs and things. What do you make of Sony Pictures' actual <laughs> quote? Does that mean that they're going to be in Spider-Man 3 or not? What do you think? Let me know in the comments below. Moving on. This is a really, really interesting story, this next story. So what's happening with Black Widow? We don't, I mean, at the moment, it's been pushed into 2021. It's now coming out in April 2021, I believe. And um, the problem is, it's like, how many times can you push it? That film's already been pushed twice now because of coronavirus. At some point, they've just got to release it because there are going to be too many movies coming out. I mean, 2021 is already just, jam-packed full of films and that is a problem that, that that's a problem because after a while just the like the movies that were going to come out in 2021 they're going to be pushed some of them will have to be pushed into 2022 so where does it stop this is this has created a massive backlog that is going to be half after a while they're just going to have to release films on streaming there will be a lot of films that were supposed to come out in, in cinemas that will end up being released um, on streaming platforms and Disney is kind of in a pretty good position here because they have their own streaming platform. So that means they can they can afford to a certain extent. I mean, Disney is very a, a very um, wealthy company still, uh, even even throughout this coronavirus pandemic, where actually they've been hit pretty badly because every they haven't been able to release movies and their parks are closed. You know, that, that's their two major sources of revenue right there that are just cut off completely. But apparently, an insider, a Disney investor has now urged Disney to move the release of Marvel Studios' Black Widow to Disney Plus rather than release it in cinemas. And uh, this actually comes from Variety. So um, they're one of the big trades. So, you know, you tend to trust them. Um, and the uh, investor in, in question is Dan Loeb, who's the head fund manager of a third point, of, uh, third point with rough, roughly one billion stake in Disney. And he said, what Netflix has um, in this immense subscriber base that allows it to invest an enormous amount of content and um, amortize that to get and amortize that to get more subscribers. That's a kind of odd quote, but never mind. Disney isn't there yet, but they need to get there as quickly as possible. If they don't get critical mass in their subscriber base, they will permanently dis uh, be disadvantaged versus Netflix. Um, so... And it, I mean, it, within the article, within within the Variety article, he goes on to state that they should actually just release movies like uh, Marvel's um, Black Widow, which is, I mean, it's it's an interesting idea. But the problem is, if you're going to release, I mean, we've already seen with the release of Mulan, which was released on Disney Plus, uh, that didn't go so well <laughs> for Mulan. It didn't do as well as it would have done if it had been released in cinemas. Regardless of what you think of the film. The thing is, if you're going to get make people pay, what was it, about $30 in the US uh, to watch Mulan, that's uh, one person can buy that and then the whole family can watch that. Whereas if you um, go to the cinema, you need to buy one ticket per person in general. There are ways around that. But um, it means that their revenue stream is cut. They can't make as much money from releasing a film like Mulan on streaming. They just can't do that yet. Um, that's why they need cinemas. That's why they're they're really reliant on cinemas, which is also why it's so stupid that they're not uh, they're not supporting them. 
they're just saying no we're not going to release anything and i get i get it i i get that you don't you don't want to release anything because you know you're not going to make as much money because um cinemas are basically half capacity you got to come up with some kind of middle ground then it's it's a really really difficult thing to to sort out it seems as though people within disney investors are very keen for disney to make money again which is i think is what this investor wants because he's probably losing money and he sees streaming as the future of that the problem is is that your your um subscriber base is is it is limited I mean, you already see what Netflix is already is a company that's in billions and billions of dollars in debt. <laughs> it's like a Trump quote then. But yeah, so it's in a lot of debt at the moment, which is weird because you think, well, they're doing really well. But actually, no, they're having to borrow a lot of money to get these uh, projects made because there are only a certain amount of people they can get to subscribe to to Netflix. And then also, I mean, the, probably the way forward is by being by saying one person has one like one person only one person can subscribe. Like, so you have individual subscriptions. Whereas at the moment, it's kind of you can share them with your family and stuff like that, which is which is great for us as consumers, but it's not fantastic for the companies themselves because they lose money compared to if you go to a cinema and each person has to buy their own ticket. It's as simple as that. So is i mean is releasing black widow on disney plus gonna happen no <laughs> no it's not gonna happen um it's it's something that they're, they're desperately waiting for for it for, to be able to release in cinemas because they know they're going to make much much more money that way it's the same with wonder woman um, 1984 when you read articles saying disney is thinking of releasing um, wonder woman 1984 on streaming it's not it's not the case uh, sorry not disney uh, warner brothers it's not not the case at all and there's a reason why that is because they know they can't make as much money and 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 it's as simple as that also the other the other thing with um wonder woman is that if they do release it on streaming they'd release it on hbo max probably and that's not available everywhere so for instance i live in france it's not available here i used to live in the uk it's not available over there it's just one of those things it's difficult to get hbo plus content over here uh, but what do you think? Do you think Disney should release um, films like Black Widow on streaming rather than ha- waiting for them to get into cinemas? They are releasing Soul on, on Disney Plus, which is kind of interesting. I, I didn't, ex- I, did, I really didn't expect that to happen because that is, you know, Pixar movies tend to make over eight hundred million at the box office uh, in general. They do very well because a lot of people want to see them because it's a kids' movie. You know, it, they do well. It's kind of unusual that they decided to release that on Disney Plus, but maybe they also saw that there's just a massive backlog and they couldn't find a spot to release that film in in cinemas. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. So moving on, apparently um, the Mandalorian, death. Well, let's say that John Favreau and Pedro Pascal said that they're not against the idea of it being made, being turned into a movie, which is. That's it. I mean, it's an interesting idea. They, they did talk about this um, kind of a while a while ago, um, a while back, where they they were saying that there were, there is a possibility that they could just kind of cut down the first season and release it in cinemas as a film, which they've done with things in the past. I think I remember the trip, um, the Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan um, series. It was released as a series here in the UK, but it was released as a movie in the US. 
so you know that ideas like that are floating around but apparently that i mean there is an idea that you know after let's say four seasons they could end up finishing the mandalorian with a film which is i think is quite a cool thing to do it's quite a novel idea but um let's just go let's just go over what it was again another it was um another interview with variety because <clears throat> everyone loves to talk to a variety so john favreau said the line is blurring now things that you would have only seen in the in the movie theater you're seeing on streaming and i think it'll go the other way as well so things on streaming will be seen in the cinemas and then pedro pascal said i think that the beautiful <clears throat> i think that the work is so beautiful that i would love for that to be held on a, on a uh, by a big screen experience but it seems to work so well that i'm also not sure it's something that i would want to corrupt want corrupted by any kind of change you know i mean I certainly know that the challenge can be met. It's not like these people don't have the experience. If anybody can do it, they can. So again, they're, I mean, they're obviously thinking about this. It's, uh, it's something that's probably been on the table for a while, uh, especially now that the, um, uh, the trilogy, this, the kind of Skywalker saga is now officially, well, yeah, it's officially over, but the Mandalorian still kind of ties into that. So maybe Disney w likes the idea and probably Lucasfilm as well, likes the idea of kind of bringing back to some extent the Skywalker saga into cinemas by having a Mandalorian movie. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad idea. Um, there are also um, rumors that the Mandalorian might end up getting its own spin-offs, uh, certain characters getting their own own shows and end up turning into the walking dead which is what's happening with the walking dead right now and it's it's an idea it's i think it's an interesting one just kind of keeping things rolling with uh, as far as star wars is concerned because we don't really know what's happening with the films uh, that, that seems to be a bit of a mess at the moment so maybe one thing disney and lucasfilm really wants to do is kind of double down on these on these series and releasing releasing movies further down the line based on these shows where it's kind of a continuation uh, of the show, <clears throat> I think is something that could be done. And uh, I think it's pretty, it would be pretty lucrative. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that The Mandalorian could be made into a movie? Let me know in the comments below. So we've got two last bits of news um, before I say goodbye. And that's that um, a new Riddick sequel starring Vin Diesel is rumored to be in the works. So <clears throat> full disclosure, I'm not the biggest fan of Riddick in the world. The thing is, I loved Perfect Dark. Uh, not Perfect Dark, that's, another, that's a video game. Uh, Pitch Black. Sorry, I loved, loved, loved Pitch Black. Um, I think that is, it was kind of a stripped down horror movie kind of. And I saw it when I was probably way too young. It came out in, in the year 2000, so I would have been about 10, 9 or 10. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it a bit, a bit later, but I was too young and it did kind of, it stayed with me. It was um, around about the same time I think I watched Alien and I loved both movies. I, I mean, Alien's still there. It's still one of my favorite films of all time. But Pitch Black was, uh, yeah, Pitch Black was something that I really, really enjoyed. After that, the, the Riddick films just got ridiculous and uh, they got more into fantasy. Vin Diesel got his claws into it a bit more and wanted to make it, you know, more of a fantasy type thing, which is his, you know, it's his bag. He loves that sort of stuff. Um, but now, we're now hearing from insider again, uh, Daniel Richman, that um, the movie is apparently reportedly moving forward pretty quickly. 
So he said that the film will be called Riddick for Führer. Führer? Führer? I think it's pronounced. Uh, and this we kind of knew that that was it was in the works because this was a while back. I think it was about a year ago, probably longer than a year ago, when Vin Diesel actually shared on Instagram the first page of the script, which had been finished. So it's it's definitely something that's been in the in the in the pipeline for a, a while. Whether or not things, you know, because of coronavirus, things probably were, you know, they put the brakes on some things. Also, Riddick is kind of the last couple of movies didn't do as well as probably they would have hoped. Um, they weren't, they were basically panned by the critics. But apparently, Vin Diesel wants Carl Urban to come back as the villain. Now, Carl Urban is someone that is in uh, in popular demand at the moment. Carl uh, Urban is in The Boys. He plays Billy Butcher. He's fantastic in that show, although his Cockney accent is awful. I'm sorry, Billy. Well, sorry, Carl. He's a Kiwi, so, you know, it's not it's not easy, but um, yeah, it really isn't good. It's not a good accent at all in that. Uh, it's probably it's a bit better in season two than it was in season one. I'll give him that. But he, he was also in Thor Ragnarok as Scourge, and I really loved him in that. And I also loved him in the, the Star Trek movies as Bones. So yeah, he's also a fantastic dread. And everyone, I think everyone wants to see that back again. What they want to see Carl Urban back as dread. Whether or not it's going to happen, I don't know. But um, yeah, they want him as the as as the villain in the movie. And that that would be interesting. I think Carl Urban is a fantastic actor. Um, whether or not he'd do it, I mean, you know, everyone's got their price. He might he might like it. He like I mean, he's definitely shown that kind of side to him in uh, in the boys. Uh, he's got a kind of yeah a kind of gruff edge about him, which I, I think is really quite fascinating, and I think it would really lend itself well to being a, a villain in in the Riddick movies. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? What do you guys think? Are you guys keen for uh, another Riddick film? Let me know in the comments below. Moving on, HBO Max is rumored to be in <laughs> is is rumored to be interested in a Ben Affleck and Jared Leto Batman and Joker series. This is a bit of a joke article. Uh, well, not really a joke article, but it comes from <laughs> we got this covered. And We Got This Covered is one of those websites that um, they like to post a lot of things, a lot of rumored, reportedly um, <laughs> articles. But they're claiming that um, the higher-ups at HBO Max are thinking of uh, making a new, uh, a new Batman series, a Batman and Joker series. They didn't specify what, what it would be about, what would be involved in this series. They just said that they're thinking about it. And it's one of those, it's one of those things that I, f I find quite funny because it's like... Uh, when reporting on these sorts of articles, uh, the stories I always say at the very beginning, this is a rumor and please take it with a pinch of salt because um, these things don't always tend to <laughs> turn out to be true. But we already know that there's a, a Batman series, well, a Batman spin-off series, a spin-off, the Batman spin-off series, uh, which was written by Matt Reeves. And uh, that's kind of more about the Gotham Police Department. It's not Gotham. It's. I think it'll be more like um, the comic books. So there's. Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. I think it's behind me. Actually, yeah, it's behind Gotham Central. That's what it's called. And um, that's a fantastic series, comic book series. So apparently that series is going to be based on those comics. And um, this one, there's kind of no, <laughs> no real information about what's going to happen in this series, whether it is actually really happening or not. But apparently they're really interested in getting Ben Affleck and Jared Leto back as their respective DC Comics characters. 
Um, we already know that Ben Affleck is coming back in the Flash movie, which is uh, really interesting. That film kind of is that is turning out to be one of the most interesting films I think that's coming out in the future because it's first off it's directed by Andy Muschietti. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I just want to talk about this film. And then secondly, it's going to reportedly star Michael Keaton as his version of Batman from the Tim Burton movies and Ben Affleck as his version of Batman from the Zack Snyder movies. And it's also going to star Ezra Miller as his version of The Flash. It, that's, that's insane. That's uh, I mean, apparently the multiverse is going to be involved in this as well. So it's just one of those things that it's a movie that I'm really excited for. Anyway, going back to this supposedly HBO Max series. So apparently they're looking at getting these guys back together again for a series it'd be uh, to be honest a batman and joker series is an interesting idea but the problem is is like jared leto's version of the joker was so <laughs> well just let's just not let's just say it's not beloved <laughs> like kind of ben affleck's version of batman is people really loved his version of batman and people are really excited to see him come back again and play that that role again but would it work you know if they're going to do it yeah, why not? You know, we can give people second chances. He only actually got to play the role once in, in Suicide Squad. And that film was, um, let's just say it was a difficult movie. It was uh, basically the film we got wasn't the film that David Ayer wanted to make. And it wasn't, there's a lot of, um, reportedly, there's a lot of uh, stuff on the cutting room floor involving Jared Leto's Joker. But he was also a bit of a mess on set, I think. And uh, he went a bit meta, uh, not meta, he went... Um, he, yeah, he went a bit method on that. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. But um, what do you guys think? Would you guys like to see an HBO Max Batman and Joker series? You know what? I'm warming to the idea. I think it'd be quite fun. But uh, let me know in the comments below. And that'll be it for tonight. Uh, it was a bit of a quick one this evening because, um, to be honest, there wasn't actually that much news today. It's a bit of a slow news day. But uh, if you are interested in, um, in pop culture, then please go head over to Small Screen, which is at uh, small-screen.co.uk. You can also follow us everywhere on social media at Small Screen GB. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, you can follow me at uh, EJ Lauder. That's Edward James Lauder. I'm the editor, and you can yeah, follow me there as well. If you want to write for us, you can. Um, uh, you can find the contact details on the website or you go on the contact page it's uh, hello at or, yeah, hello at small-screen.co.uk that's the email address I'll just say that basically I've had a, a lot of people uh, uh, write for me and um, some really really good stuff I've had over the last couple of months and I've been overwhelmed and uh, <laughs> It's been incredible, uh, the, the response, and some brilliant, brilliant writers. I spoke about this yesterday, but there's some great stuff on the site today, some great features. I didn't go over them today because they're features and they deserve to be read. So if you can, please go and, and read them. That'd be fantastic. And uh, thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you. Thank you.